Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to try told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? What's up, Welcome gang? to the Grindcast. Simon Arias here. Get, here. Get, Get ready. It's a new day. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. And today we have my friend Bergen Jordani from uh, One Hot Cookie. Yes. She is a uh, female business owner, boss lady beast with a, uh, it's not just a cookie store. Uh, if there's anybody listening in, in the Pittsburgh area, you got to check out One Hot Cookie. I mean, these things are like, it takes every ounce of discipline in my body to drive past your your well, you spot should up not there. have that discipline and i and and uh and i break often and uh these these cookies are are uh, are amazing you know i don't well, know what you, you what you put in those things but it ain't it ain't a normal uh whatever it's you got going on ain't a normal kidding. normal normal cookie but uh so why don't we uh why don't we start out and tell us about your journey where, where you're from and and how you got started i know you were a single mom and had a yeah had a daughter at a young age and yeah, so uh, we actually started in 2013 in Youngstown, Ohio. So we go kind of back that way to the 44503. I was working full time at the for a nonprofit organization in town that did economic and business development, and then I was also working on the side, um, bartending slash waitressing um, at the Royal Oaks. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So um, so I was doing that on the side, working full time. Um, I had my. So I just learned this today. Okay. That you were at the, at the oh, Royal yeah. Oaks. Come on. I grew up around the corner from I, the Royal I know Oaks. that. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Yeah, um, I do know. It's a lovely place. Everyone who's listening who's yeah, not been there. Yeah. But, um, no, it's great. Uh, so, I was working there. I'd put myself through school after I got divorced and was working two jobs uh, to provide a life for my daughter and I. She was 15. She had just turned 15, turning 16 at the time. And um, we'd started, always had an entrepreneurial spirit. My father owned his own business when I was growing up. And then what was uh, what was his business? Um, he owned a business that manufactured weightlifting equipment. Okay. So like um, bench benches and dumbbell racks and that Love sort it. of thing. So yeah, uh, but he got out of that along the way. Anyway, the so working two jobs, trying to you know cobble together a life, and realizing there's got to be a better way. Also having this entrepreneurial spirit and also loving to eat cookies. Uh, so we had always we'd always had enough money but it was never enough. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So one of the things that Morgan and I, that's my daughter, we always did was we'd go out for dessert. So, and we like to joke because there was a Brewster's near us okay. and you know, they do the raining or snowing second scoop is free. So we'd be like sitting there and she'd be like, it's snowing, let's go, we have to go get ice cream. So we kind of going to dessert became our thing. We'd eat dinner at home, but there was- I broke a- down and went to Handles yesterday. <sighs> I blame it on my daughter. We went to, uh, we went to go see Aladdin. Oh, nice. And uh, just, just her and I, she'll be four. Is there one down here? A movie theater? Uh, no, a Handles. Oh, a hand- oh girl. Yes. All right. Yes, there is. Right in, right in McCandless. Oh, okay. So about 10 minutes from your shop. I do know where it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I broke down and had- uh, What'd you go with? Four big Oreo cookie scoops on a- uh, on a waffle cone. See, that's my thing. Once I go, when I decide that I'm going to do it, it's extreme. You're going all like in. When I come to your place, you know, I'll get a couple boxes and I'll say, well, I'm bringing some of these back to the office, but really one box is like for me and the other box goes to some of the people from the, once I start going, it's like, I got to eat seven of them. You know, we don't judge, so it's okay. fine. I appreciate yeah. that. And we appreciate right. the enthusiasm all right. <laughs> for all, right. all sweets. So, uh, so yeah, so dessert was kind of our thing. Baking was kind of our thing. And then uh, I ran into someone who I, and I don't mean to 
bore everyone with Youngstown history, but you're familiar with the redevelopment that was going on about that time in downtown Youngstown in the Erie yep. Terminal Building. Yep. So the Erie Terminal Building was, or is, was, be, was a former train station, and it's been redeveloped for first floor is mixed-use retail commercial, and then the floors two through four or five are about 35 student housing apartments. So kind of the perfect building right on the steps between downtown Youngstown, the business district, the entertainment district, and campus of Youngstown State University. So kind of had this plate, had this building, and I ran into the people who were developing it, and I said, hey, I was out, and I saw this cookie shop. You need to, it was an insomnia cookie. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with insomnia, but they only Only thing before you before yours that i can remember in youngstown like that was the was it original cookie yeah in the mall in the mall this was this was out of town okay so i was like hey i saw this they don't sell franchises though so you're going to need to contact them directly but you need to put one in erie terminal like who wouldn't want to have cookies late night this is great right and um the guy pulled out his phone was like well you can do that and you know the Royal Oaks, everyone's having a great time. Yep. So I'm like, yeah, of course I can do that. I can open a business. Yep. Not a big deal at all. So Royal Oaks, for those of you guys out there that have no idea what you know what that is, they've had to be around. They're the oldest bar in Youngstown. Years? Yeah, they were the first liquor license after Prohibition. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, and it's it's like Cheers. You know, it's uh it's it's uh kind of in the hood. But yeah, but it's all good. It's uh. You know, people have been coming there for years. You got people that have been coming there for 50 years. Their parents went there, and it's, it's like a staple in the uh, in the area right before you hop on the freeway. So Correct. Yep. So we're there, and he's like, oh, you can come look at it. I got 400 square feet. It'll be perfect for you. And I'm like, yeah, I can do it. And he pulls his phone. He's like, Tuesday at 4. And I'm like, yeah, Tuesday at 4. I'm there. So I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. But I don't really think too much of it. Mm-hmm. And then I show mm-hmm. up, and we walk through the space. I'm like, this is perfect. I can mm-hmm. figure this out. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, who knows what will happen. So I went home after that meeting and I wrote a business plan and I took everything that I had in savings, which at the time was $2,000, which is, you know, not a lot of money. No. But yet a lot of money mm-hmm. at, to me at the at time. At that time, yeah. So, um, and I thought, well, you know what? This is not life-changing money. Like, so I can, if I blow it, I blow it. I can say I tried. Right. And if not... You know, we'll see what happens. But it turns out $2,000 was life-changing money. Wow. Because that's what we used to start the business. And so is that where you're located now? Yes. Yeah, so we have a location. In, in we're in, we're in Erie Terminal. That was our very first location. Love We've it. been there for six years. Um, we're right on the corner of Phelps and Commerce. So um, Phelps is kind of the burgeoning entertainment strip there. Yep. And so we're right there at the bottom of the steps where all the students and faculty walk down to hit the uh, downtown for lunch and evening stuff. Awesome. So, yeah, and so great. how long since that one? Has that it was 2013. Opened? So April okay. of 13. So six years. Six years. Yeah. All right. And so, then, so you went from there. Now you have two other ones. Now we have. I know Boardman was the, the most recent. Actually, uh, no. Wexford Wexford's was the most, most recent. recent. Okay. Yeah. We've been in Boardman right. uh, four years in okay. October. All right. So, gotcha. Yeah. We started to. So kinda, you went there to Boardman. Kind of got some legs, and then we started trying out some different opportunities. So we did Ross Park Mall. We did the Grove City Outlets on these temporary deals and realized that we really like this Pittsburgh market, and what can we do? We needed a larger space. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity came up in the plaza right in front of North Allegheny High School. So Love it. Yeah, we jumped on it. So before we move forward, why don't you tell, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, I come from, you know, single mom. You know, there's, there's a couple things that you know, in my vision of, 
you know, looking 10 years ahead, you know, what would I like to be involved in from a, you know, nonprofit standpoint, charity standpoint? I think that's been a, uh, I don't know if you call it a gift or a calling or what. One one of the things that I've liked to do that I've I've felt some found some success in is is helping to get some nonprofits moving and 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 off the ground. And it's much needed. It's much needed work. So. And uh, but you know one would you know for me I, I'd like to be a part of down the road would be something for single moms in in a transitional you know phase because I come from that, and uh, so my mom had me at 19 years old. You know we were in welfare lines in McGuffey Plaza. We live with my great grandmother. She was 80 years old on the east side of Youngstown. And, uh, you know, my mom worked at the Southern Park Mall. She worked multiple jobs, yeah. two, three jobs, night school at Youngstown State, you know, all of it. Just, Am I just your mom? A grind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of, uh, well, you look, you know what? You look young enough to be my mom because my mom, your mom looks, looks amazing. Like she's 30. Like yeah. you, you know, so, uh, so yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you know, that, you know, about, you know, any encouragement, any, you know, for somebody that may be going through that. And I think, um, you know, I think that I've always had a a kind of a work ethic and a mindset and I can figure it out in a very independent streak. And um, one thing I do remember is when I was, um, I got pregnant when I was 17 and I was attending a Catholic high school. So all of the stereotypes, all of the the situations. And I remember I called one of the local agencies and that granted this. Where were you going? Um, I went to Kennedy Christian. Okay, yeah, now you it's Kennedy told me Catholic. That. Yep, yeah, yep. but um, I called one of the organizations. And granted, this is the this is nineteen ninety six, ninety seven. So it's before the internet really like was okay. in your homes and was a thing. Okay, and I called someone and I was Catholic Charities, some organization, and I was like, "Hey, I'm pregnant and I'm in high school. Can you help me?" And they were like, "We can give you some pamphlets on adoption." And I'm like, "Well, I don't need some pamphlets on adoption. Like, I need a path to figure out how to graduate high school, yeah. and like how to get m- some money and a job, and to like provide a life." And I felt like there was no resources out there. So when you're talking about starting a nonprofit, I think that there. And now, granted, that's twenty some years ago, but I can't imagine that that need has been filled that quickly. Yep. Um, so just I, a so place I'd, to turn. I'd have to imagine, you know, from that point to you know 2013. You know, there had to be a, you know, a little bit of a, a of a grind. Sure. You know, I, I look back know. at, you know, at, at our life, you know, and it took my mom, you know, till we were, you know, I think I was 16 years old. We moved to Camel and, uh, you know, I thought we had made it. I mean, yeah. we bought a house. We sold our house for 11000 We bought one for thirty. We painted it. Uh, it was one bedroom, one bathroom. Mine was upstairs. We made the attic in- into my bedroom. I blame that on. Uh, on me being short because I had to, you know, <laughs> you I had, had to fit roof. up there. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, you know, I, I look at how long it took her to, to dig out of it know, is a the, grind. the obstacle. Now, yeah. I don't want to call it a hole because anybody with kids knows, I mean, you know, I know the way that her and I relationship is, you know, we wouldn't have had it any other way. And I know the way that I feel for, you know, for my kids, I don't want to say it's a hole, but it's definitely a challenge, you know, uh, that other people yes. don't have to deal with. Oftentimes. And well, it took I think that there's a baseline challenge anytime you're raising children. And then when you take socioeconomic conditions and you add them on there, it's just like sandbags on your shoulders pulling you down. So yep. you're still walking that line that all the parents are, but it just yep. becomes a little bit more sluggish. Yep. And so you, you, you get out of that and as you get into the transition of, okay, I'm working at the Royal Oaks and doing and then and now I'm going to own my own business yes so uh, for a while um Simon I was actually grinding it out and I was working three jobs essentially because I was still bartending on the side trying to get this business off the ground and still working full-time so yeah. who was helping with your daughter 
Um, well, at that point, she was driving, so okay. I made her get a job. Love so it. not to get a job. She had to come work in the business. Love so it. she actually tells the story that she had to go on an interview for college, and it was her first actual interview. She'd interviewed people, but she'd never actually interviewed been, herself. Yes, yes, been interviewed yeah. by anyone. So what? Uh, what an experience. Yeah. Now, did you end up uh, finishing college? I did. I graduated in three years in while working full time. So yeah, Ooh. I'm a nerd. Beast mode. Beast mode. Full time. Or another word that Three starts with a B. Years, but yes. <laughs> single mom. Yeah. I mean, so. Wow. No excuses. No excuses. And at that point, I just wanted to get it done because I, I was a non-traditional student. I started in 2006 and thought at that point, I'm in it. We're just going to finish. Like, just get it fucking done. Right. So, yeah. Love it. So you got it done. And so then in the transition, you went from the Royal Oaks to your first space at, at uh, Yeah, and then we cookie. actually um, were approached by the Mahoning County Public Library and to do, because they're trying to do some new, unique cafes and to really get children involved in the library. And they had an opportunity and said, would you like to be the cafe in one of our libraries in Austintown? And we said, yeah, sure. So that was like a nice one-year deal. And we, at that point, we kind of, I call it the tipping point. If you read enough of those business books, that point where you actually like tip and become a business Yes. for a while because we would be like, oh, we own one hot cookie. And people would look at us like, you know, we don't, they don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. And then it went to, we're sitting um, at dinner and people across the bar are talking about going to one hot cookie. And we're like, that, that's, that's us. us. That's yeah. us. They're talking, like, yes. look at us. Yes. So um, we kind of. How long was that? Um, so it was about 10 months because, okay. you know, Youngstown is a small, small community. Town. Yeah. Um, they're very Word loyal. Word travels Loyal. Fast. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So yep. Um, so I'd say about 10 months the whole and then the library hit and we kind of did that. And that gave us an opportunity to determine, are we just going to play around with this or do we want to to give this a go as a viable business? So anything that you learned, you know, going it's first thing that sticks out to me is is. You know, you took the the chance to say, okay, here's my two thousand yeah. dollars. You know, which at the time was was maybe close to a life savings. I mean, yeah, you know, I that, think that's you what say you had. That. It was at, our life. That's that what point. we had. No, so you know, I tell people you can't steal second base with your foot on first base. Absolutely. You know, people wish they could. It's like so often I think people get analysis paralysis. You know, they're just analyzing Absolutely. everything, and you know, they're just paralyzed by analyzing instead of just just go just just but i'll tell you with that mindset every time everything we do now is harder than that first time because Mm -hmm. the first time no one knew who we were no one knew what we were doing it didn't it didn't matter to an extent yes but now when we come out of the gate we have to come out at this humming humming at this very high peak keeping your brand so now i feel like i have the paralysis more than i did six years ago when it was kind of like we'll see what happens this will be great whereas now i'm like oh well how is this going to affect everything else? And, yep. you know, that sort of thing. So well, Because, you know, probably I just want to, you know, from owning businesses, you know, you have, you get it to a point where you put in a lot of work and you get it to a point where it becomes profitable and sustainable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the pressure never really goes away, but the pressure that you started with, you know, maybe goes from like a, a 10 to an eight and a half. Sure. And so eight and a half seems like a two because you're used to carrying a 10 pressure. Yep. And so, you know, the, the thought process becomes, you know, do I now take what, you know, is comfortable and start to reinvest that and take that Absolutely. money out as, as, a, as a risk slash investment 
and know that now my pressure is going to go back from an eight and a half to a 10. So I we always get like to liken it to riding a bike. So you can ride a bike and you're pedaling. And when you first start out, you're pedaling like hell. You're just pedaling, pedaling, pedaling. And then at some point you can take your feet off and coast a little bit, but then you want to do something else and you got to start pedaling again. Or you get that, you just get that boredom or that spark and you're like, man, I just want to go faster. Great analogy. So, yeah. What, what were some of your biggest challenges and in, uh, in obstacles, you know, would you say, um, in the first few years of, of starting your business? Well, on uh, funding is, uh, uh, you know, obviously we did not, um, the first couple of years we did not take on any outside loans or funding. So we were very cautious. My whole thing was, and I, my friend Dave Rubino um, has a sign company and he was like, hey, I'm going to put a sign up. And I'm like, no, I can't pay you. And he was like, it's cool. You can just make payments. I'm like, no, dude, I'm not going to owe you money for something that might be in my basement in five years, like as a joke. Yeah. So when I can write you the check, and I, what was it, $1,500, $2,000? I'm like, when we can pay for it out of the proceeds, mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll get the sign. And he was mm-hmm. like, you're a fool. So now, you know, how many stores later, he's like, remember when you didn't want to buy a sign? And I'm like, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> like, it's fine now. So, so funding was, was the was Yeah, the funding's how, always now, tough. Would, would you say the uh, workload, you know, you were used to working three jobs. Did yeah. You, did you so keep working three jobs? I did. did you, so you were still working a couple jobs, and then you opened up the... Yeah, I actually continued to work full time outside of the business until last winter. So wow, okay, so so you're working full time outside of the business. Yes. So and you'll appreciate this. Um, My daughter graduated from college in June or May of last year, and I did not want her to take on any student loans because one of the things that I incurred as a non traditional student was student loans. And I thought if there's one thing I can do for her is to set her up without this. What a head start. So, um, so yeah, so it's been great. Where so that was my goal. From? Youngstown State, Love baby. It. Go Penguins. Yes. Go Penguins. Love it. So the, uh, so you went, you, you were still working a full-time job and running, owning and running a business. Yeah. And uh, I will how say is that, that even, how did you pull that off? I mean, did, uh, so were you I, able to do that? Opening a business, typically opening a business, you know, takes a lot of hours, even if it's not hard hours. The, the hours. mental hours of planning, preparing, who's on the schedule, who's, because if you ain't there, somebody got to be on the schedule. Absolutely. This one's sick. You know, who's going to cover that one? You know, insurances and, you know, flat tires or, you know, whatever. So, so the amount of hours, hardcore that you're there, then there, there has to be some behind the scenes hours that, sure. that you're Absolutely. thinking. What did that process I mean, look like so it's all about balance and i feel that you know you run multiple businesses so i just kind of approached it with that mindset like there are 24 hours in a day and at first i was trying to juggle like oh well so from this time to this time i'm only going to focus on on this and then these hours will just be dedicated to cookie and then it took me about a month maybe two and i was like there's no this isn't working blend so yeah it's all in all day long and whatever needs the most attention at that point in time that's what rises to the top so Love it. yeah you know, we as a as a business owner, you don't count hours really much. No. You know, but but could you think about, you know, when you were working a full time job and running one hot cookie, you know, if you had to add up the hours, you know, what amount of hours would you say you were putting into working? I mean, I feel like I so I felt like I was always working at some point in time and I feel like when you, you know, own a business, they don't really sleep. It's, it's like having a baby. So you're always kind of in the back of your mind thinking, thinking about, about it. what the, what's the next move, what's going on. I mean, last night in Youngstown, we had some terrible flooding. Um, 
fortunately, none of our businesses were affected, but I know there were other neighboring businesses and neighboring um, residences that had major issues. So, you know, we're making calls, we're checking camp, like we're seeing what's going on. You know, it's 10 o'clock at night. Do you want to be in bed? Sure. Or reading a book or watching, doing whatever. But instead we're, you know, dialing in to make sure everything is going on. This morning, North Allegheny Senior High School doesn't have power. So it's, oh, does our plaza have power? Yes, we do, fortunately. So we're open today, everyone. But um, Love it. But yeah, so like I think there's always that in seed in the back of your mind. So other than the mental, you know, knowing that you're always quote on call, mm-hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to get a picture, you know, to speak everyone's language, you know. So, so you're you know, for a that, number, yeah. I mean, I'd say 60, 70 hours a week, and that's you know, twelve hour days. Yeah, whatever, like kind of whatever. Six it takes. days a week. Yeah. five days a week. I mean, week. so we run a seven day a week business. So okay. it's not like we have the luxury of saying like, oh, well, we're closed today. So we can just kind of take a mental rest day. Yeah. You know, weekends are also our busiest times in this industry. So when people are not at work, we're busy. So. Right. Yeah. So there's that. That's, uh, you know, that's something that's big. You know, I think people see the, the perks of, of being a business owner and, uh, but they don't see what comes with the process of no and of there's a million a memes owner. and a million graphics that really show that you know the struggle where you're on top of the mountain but you don't see the legs kicking down below or something similar to that yep where yep. you know it's not what what you see here is not our day to day right how would you how would you encourage yourself uh, in that process you know was there anything mentally that you would do to handle the pressure of everything was there an outlet was there you know anything that you would do yourself or that you would suggest to others when you're dealing with the stresses and pressures of having, you know, three business babies, you know, three, you got three, three businesses. Those are three babies. Absolutely. And and they're, and you got to be on call, you know, all the time. It's a, it's a 24 seven, you know, deal. You're probably waking up to it. You're going to bed to it. It becomes your life, you know, to do it the right way. It just becomes a part of who you are. Right. You know, how do you deal with that? I mean, I think you have, to, you have to take some time for yourself. You need to, you know, work out exercise or find whatever your release may be. So um, for me, it's planning. Think, like I, always, I work best off a of plan. So um, when my anxiety rears its head, if I can put some things down on paper, like that helps. That's a calming method for me. Mm-hmm. Um, meditation is great. Going for walks. Um, my daughter and I have this thing with our dogs. So like we like some quality time with the pups. I know it sounds cheesy, but nah. it's whatever whatever you can do to kind of kind of make it your release. Work. Yeah, yeah. I um, you know when when you talk about scheduling, it's funny you say that. I was I'm planning here in a couple hours. I'm going to be doing some mentoring uh, with a group of people. You know, I've learned in in the phase that I'm in, in the growth mode that I'm in. You know, we have. 13, 14, I'm losing track because we're opening one uh, locations in five, soon to be six states. But the, the plan on paper is to double over 24 months. Talk and about so babies. You know what that brings. And so in order for that to happen, there's some people that are, you know, lower level managers uh, that need to step up to and be ready up. to run. Yeah. And so behind the scenes, I'm personally working with a group of you know, leaders and and up and coming managers that behind the scenes, no one's watching this happen, but I'm working with them one-on-one or in a group setting. And I was just planning today, what am I going to talk about today? And so the, 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 
our business, you know, my main business, the insurance business is an entrepreneurial business by nature. So, you know, even if you're starting out in sales or you're in management or you're running an office, it's all entrepreneurial. There's things that you can invest into to grow yourself, to grow your business. It's, it's very, it's not a, a clock in clock out sure. nine to five deal. And so I'm, I'm planning today to be working with them on t the, the two key things before I open it up to questions is how to properly schedule your time and how to properly manage your money. And I think those are two things as an entrepreneur that people struggle, you know, with that. That's not a, a strength that I see in most. Have you tried the time blocking? Are you familiar with time blocking? No. So I just got, I read it, I read, I read voraciously business books and all that nonsense. Come on, me too. But, um, so time blocking is, and I, I just use my phone, like the Outlook calendar, you schedule blocks of time to do specific tasks. So instead of making a list like today, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, you actually schedule time for it. So that when it pops up, that's what you're doing. So that's how I run my life. People who are task oriented really work well. And then you cannot get buried down in the, oh, well, it's, it's really easy for me to do these six, nine simple things, but I really need to do this because this is going to drive the business. Yes. If you can time block it out, to me, it just is kind of a no-brainer and it makes me follow a plan better. So yeah. it might be something you want to take a quick peek at that, and talk about. That's that's 100% of what I'm going to be going over. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. You say that's, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, my whole, I mean, I get from family members, they joke with me about oh simon you know he when he goes to the bathroom it's scheduled right you know what I, mean? I mean literally my whole life is scheduled that way you know and, and from you know when we're going to work out to the drive time I, the to, drive time is huge i plug you drive have, time me in. too you okay have to drive to office yes. drive to well people don't account for that because you got to work backwards absolutely because no, no, there's nothing worse than sitting there and having the thing go off and you're five you know you need to be there in 10 minutes but you're 40 minutes away and embroiled in another project so when you see it on on i don't want to say paper but when you see it on your phone you see it on your calendar it says drive time and it's in blue yeah and you have it like today i got to be in youngstown so i'm meeting boom boom mancini today at four o'clock at michael alberini's nice so i already have in there drive time yeah that's gonna be I an had hour it this morning because i knew i needed to leave i couldn't be late drive time yep. you know and then it, it's blocked off for how long i think that's going to be has drive time mm -hmm. back and so I think as much long. as you can schedule um, of your life, the, the better it's going to be. It also puts it in perspective, I think, when you have a, a day with a lot of goals and a lot of things you want to accomplish, what's feasible in a day? Because, you know, like you said, you don't really count the hours, but there are only so many of 24. them. 24. So, and the you know. The way that people manage, you know, I heard somebody say, you know, the, the way that people manage 24 hours is kind of like if you could imagine two suitcases. And, you know, I, my wife packs better than I pack. You know, I, I'm learning from it. But one of the things I learned is she'll like roll up yeah. my, my, my shorts and T-shirts. And I noticed versus me folding them, if you roll them, I could fit more in that mm -hmm. suit. If you properly put them away the right way, you can fit more in a suitcase than somebody that just throws a bunch of stuff in there. And so your scheduling is that exact tactic is is how much stuff can you fit in your suitcase how, what can you fit in your 24 hours and stay you know organized uh another thing that that i do i don't know if you do this i try to always look in advance like i'm not getting to 
Wednesday, looking at my Wednesday schedule. I'm looking at it at least, I'm looking at that Sunday. I'm looking at Wednesday. So I have Sunday night, uh, 9 p.m., a weekly planning session schedule. Come on, that's what I do. <laughs> this is what it takes. Yeah. Come on. I mean, you have to be, it sounds obsessively organized. It sounds nerdy, but it's the only way to get through. Sunday, 9 o'clock. Yeah. Well, that's stuff people don't see. Yeah. They want one hot cookies. They want a business. Yeah. They don't want to plan at nine o'clock on a Sunday. No. Sometimes I don't either, but yeah. No, I don't want to do half the shit that I got to do. Right. It ain't about what you <laughs> want to do. Right. You know, it's about what you got to do. Yeah. Single mom, you don't want to work three jobs. No, no one does. It's what you got to do. Yeah. Right. So you got to do what you got to do. All right. So any more tips on, on scheduling, looking at your stuff in advance? I think this is a huge one. Yeah. Underestimated, un super, you know, it's like when you start looking at sports, the stuff that's not sexy and fun, you know, is like the, what's going on on the line sometimes. Right. Or the, the blocking training that goes on behind the scenes. All the stuff that don't yeah. get the highlights. This is the stuff that don't get the highlights. And when you, you well, how do you do that? How do you, how do you say that you have this, you know, you have a daughter, you have three businesses, you're still finding time. It's about the balance. And well, how do you make that all work? What's the scheduling? Cause yeah. there's, there's 168 hours in a week. The way that you manage those 168 determines on you know on time is money yeah you know time absolutely. is time is money time is something that we can't get back so if i'm not spending it on the business i'm scheduling out i'm going to aladdin with my daughter right. yesterday pick her up from school aladdin all booked out all planned out so nothing was in that block right so but people that see day. that you're at the movies at three o'clock on a tuesday must and they're like nice. oh must be nice lucky running yeah. the business that's how it goes but they don't see the nine o'clock on a sunday or the 5 a.m on Tuesday morning when you started your day in order to take that, to steal those two hours, if you will. Up at four yesterday yeah. in order to make it happen. Started, so, started working at five Yeah. in order to make it happen. So, all right, so moving past the scheduling, how about any tips for a new entrepreneur? Any, uh, especially, well, talk to some females out there, you know, in, in entrepreneurial businesses, challenges, how to overcome those challenges, tips on, on reinvesting into the business. Um, I think it's all about belief. And I think that the, this kind of, this one is kind of universal across the sexes yeah. is, you know, you have to find something you're passionate about because like we've just spent the last 20 minutes talking about is it's your baby. You have to love it. So don't go into something half-assed that you think you're just going to make money at. You know, did we think that we were going to make money selling cookies in downtown Youngstown in 2013? Not really to be honest with you. But it was something that we cared about and it checked off a couple different boxes that we were looking for personally. You yep. know, something that my daughter and I could do together. Something that was reinvesting back into our community. You know, being part of something that's bigger than than us. Mm -hmm. Those were all things that we wanted to do. Um, making money is great. Everyone needs to do it. I'm not knocking that. Yeah. But if that's your main reason for going into business, you're going to fail. Truth. Because you don't care enough. Truth. Um, yeah, so I think that you have to be passionate about it. You have to love it. And I think as women, we're frequently told, oh, well, I can't, I'm, a, I'm a mother, I can't do that. Or, oh, I'm, work, I'm doing this, so, so I don't know that I would have time. Or I'm too stressed, or it would be too hard. You know, it is hard, but anything that you really want is hard. So anything. I feel like you need to just jump in with both feet and give it a go because there's always going to be some, there's always going to be dinner to be made. There's always going to be something else that can pull your attention away. So you just need to, and I don't want to say think like a man, but I sometimes I think you need to jump in and think like a man and be like, no, I'm sorry. You know, your husband can take some time off to take the kids to the doctor. Or if this is what you want to do, then you need to find that person, that partner that's going to support you. Amen. And if you don't have it, you need to figure it out. And I don't, I don't mean to say that casually, like figure it out, but. No excuses. No excuses. Um, so when we first started out, 
and anytime you're starting out a business, there were always stumbling blocks or like, you know, there's just not a process. Like now, six years in, we've got a process, we've got a file, we've got a way to do it. But the first couple of years, people would call me and I'd be like, figure it out. Like, I, I don't have the answer. Like, what do you think is best? So the joke became like, whenever we have this giant office, the quote on the wall is going to say, figure it out because that's what you need to do. So I feel like as, well, you know, it empowers as, people too. Yeah. As aspiring women entrepreneurs, you need to figure it out. Like if that's what you want to do, figure out a way because it's 2019. There is absolutely no reason that you can't do what you want to do. Amen. So one of my top, uh, actually our top salesperson out of 250 employees that we have that are, that are in sales right now is, uh, is a female with four kids God bless her. in her forties, you know, and I've, I've watched the same situation where people make excuses. You know, I can't do this cause I have a kid or I can't do this cause I have, you know, two children and, and, uh, now granted three of those four are high school and, and, and it, older. don't get me wrong. It does get easier as they get older, yeah. just from a time and a, you know, right now, sometimes I feel like, you know, your wife might be, you're just the carpool. You know, you might as well have Uber on your car because all you're doing is driving those kids around. So all you moms out there and dads, it does get easier. They can drive eventually, I promise you. What about the mental, the mental talk? You talk about those, those obstacles and the, you know, I think a lot of, you know, the, uh, you know, people listen too much to what others got to say. I think your biggest critic and your biggest hater at times can be yourself. Oh. What, what, what goes on? in your mind when you have those obstacles that arise in business, be it in the beginning phases where you didn't have all the answers or there's a flood or, you know, you have one location that works and the other one didn't work and we have to open up somewhere else. Those are points where people start to give up. You know, I think instead of saying, oh, well, this one didn't work, we'll just put it over here. You know, this one didn't work, we're going to put it over here. You know, what people see is, is, you know, it's like the casino, you know, you, you hear people screaming, you see the person's wins, you know, or the, or someone that bets on football, you know, you hear what they won, you don't see how many that they lost, you know, for, for the 14 offices, you know, I've had to move a couple of those that weren't working, you know, yeah. in an area. And, you know, I think part and of that. we've had to close two stores along the, you know, at one point we had five, now we're down to three, you know, two, just two weren't weren't what they needed to do. And yep. I mean, you beat and there may be a point where it. you end up with 10. Yes. And it's, but you had to go from five to three to 10. And I think that's where people start to lose the, the, the mindset, the mental battle. You know, how do you win those mental battles if you're coaching someone? Well, I think it's hard, but I think you also have to look at it and they say you're on an airplane, you know, it's going down. You got to put your own oxygen mask on first. So you need to look at these other, like that was my, that was how I got through it was you had to look at the other stores. And if we're putting all of our focus on, you know, something that is just not working, you know, round peg, square hole or square peg, round hole, it's just not working. So you got to put your own oxygen mask in. So we knew that we had to close stores in order to save the whole franchise or the whole thing was going down. So, I mean, I think that's one way. Sounds like a lot of pressure. I mean, yeah. So how, so how do you, you know, what, what is your strategy? Sometimes you, you get so good at something that you don't think about how it's actually happening. And, but you have to go, that's why they say sometimes people get better when they start teaching others, because it makes you focus on the small things that you were doing that you didn't realize that you were doing. So if you had to coach somebody on that, you know, you had to coach uh, an entrepreneur or you get into a consulting position, you know, and and you're coaching somebody, you know, how did you handle the mental aspect of oh shit 
if we don't do this, the whole ship is going to go down. Correct. I mean, that that's part of the juggle, you know, that people it's don't see. It's part of see. the juggle. And it, I think that that's the ongoing struggle that entrepreneurs have is that identity of I am my business. And I think you have to look at it that I, I'm not my business. So, like, you can joke and be like, oh, she's one hot cookie. And, yeah, that's true. But um, – a lot of times I've, I've walked into rooms and people have been like, this is Bergen, she has one hot cookie. And I'm like, I also like to read and I love to spend time with my dog. Like, I am not just this business. So when things are failing, it's not just, it's not me personally failing. Granted, in the back of my head, like, that's what you're thinking. But you got to coach yourself out of that. And you have to say, like, it's not me, it's the business. And yes, I may have made that call. But that was the information I had at the time. So what are you going to do? And I feel like as someone who grew up with challenges and obstacles, and I, I feel like you're probably coming from the same place, like shit happens. And you just have to keep, you have to roll with it. So I think that kind of coaching through that you are more than your business. It is part of you, but it's it's not all of you and you're not right. all of it. Right. Um, you know, you're still a person and a human and you're going to make mistakes. And it's from those mistakes that allow you to grow and to have different opportunities and are you, you mentioned reading. Is that something that you do often? Do you, do you read? I do. I read a lot. Uh, my friend and I, we decided that this year we were going to read 52 books a year. So a book so a what's week. your average top CEO reads? Did you know that? No, but did you know that George Bush, when H.W., uh, when he was pre president, read over 200 books in a year? Crazy. Who has the time? Yeah. So they, they, uh, there's a statistic out there that, that, uh, I've read and heard multiple times that your average, you know, fortune 500 CEO reads 52 books a year, yeah. you know, one, one book. So uh, my dad and I week. trade off book lists, but he's very snobby. He'll only read hardback. So I'm like, Oh, I read this book. Do you yeah, want me to send school. it to you? And he's like, is it a paperback? Don't bother. I'm like, come on. And he's like, well, I like it on the shelf and I like to reference it later. I'm like, whatever. So you're running three businesses. Yeah. And so I read like a nerd all day long. And you're rocking and, and you're doing some reading. Yeah. Too. So um, we're how do you on a find podcast. the time? Uh, you make the time. Um, so I no try, excuses. I try Figure and do, it out. Um, you know, some more of the business, the inspirational reading in the morning, because I feel like that's where I'm a little more dialed in. And then the lighter fluff. So you do some stuff in the morning. And then I'll read to get like, yourself at rocking. Night, See, this is what I do too. At you, you night, I'll get read yourself more going. fluff stuff because if I read the business stuff at night, I get too too. You can't go to sleep. And You're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like yeah. making lists yeah, and, yeah. and sending out crazy emails yes. and like a lunatic. Yes. So at night, I'll read like the lighter, fluffier, chiclet kind of stuff. So yeah. okay, all right, love it. So uh, any closing? Uh, first of all, congratulations on oh, all and your. Congrats to you. I mean, I feel like your, your story success. is you, you know. Uh, deserve it and and um, I'm excited for you and, thank you and uh, you know I got it I, I got addicted to those you know cookies so I was excited you to, were one of our first customers to, that first week we were open to meet you even, and I said even hey though, you're from Youngstown yep, I know you yep you spotted <laughs> it yep and uh, I was so pumped to see you guys I couldn't believe it I'm yeah. like what right around the corner yeah that's awesome. a blessing and a curse <laughs> you know for me so we're super happy my daughter and I are from western Pennsylvania originally um so it feels like coming home so yeah. we're happy to be back over here and we love, love the community love it so in case somebody's listening in in uh in there in Pittsburgh where where exactly are sure you we're located? on Perry Highway 10339 Perry Highway um right in front of North Allegheny Senior High School in the Moe's Plaza is the best way to describe us about a mile from Whole Foods Yep. And anybody that knows uh, where my office is, anybody listening from the agency, uh, it's right across the street, you know, yeah. right on Perry Highway. You could get there in less than uh, less than a minute. So. Yeah, so we're awesome. So thanks so much for having me on today. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the love and support. Thanks I love that we time. can team up on charity events, benefiting both causes here in the area and back home for us. So 
Awesome. Yeah. Similar, similar minds, similar hearts. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm rocking for those of you listening, not uh, watching uh, this. I'm rocking the uh, it was all a dream T-shirt that she gave me from uh, one hot cookie. And yeah. uh, when you gave it to me, I was all excited because uh, I have a shirt like this that not for my agency, but that I, I found somewhere and I wear it all the time. And uh, any time that I was able to win awards, you know, for our company, actually this last month, uh, when I had the opportunity to go on stage and, and get a trophy on behalf of the people in this agency that I got to represent, uh, I always go up to, it was all a dream. Yeah. That was, I mean, that, that, that's what I, I mean, that is my theme oh, I song love it. when I go up See? and you were to, and you hand me this t-shirt. So it flows with, uh, with, with my belief system and, uh, in my attitude and, and uh, I, I know what this means. Yeah, You know absolutely. what I mean? It's more more than a shirt. So uh, I'm excited for you. Thank you for your Thank time. You I know how much time yeah. goes into f making stuff absolutely. like this happen. We, we got to so. go because we're both scheduled. We got to go grind it out. Let's go. <laughs> All right, appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right, you. we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to told, told him I'm a beast, bud.